0: Welcome to the Win Daily podcast. It's Saturday. We are close as we can be to week five, Sunday NFL. I got my man Dan Weir. I'm Jason Mizrahi. We're going to break down this slate for Win Daily. If you have any questions, uh, please hit us up on Win Daily DFS on Twitter. We'll answer all your questions, anything that you got for us. But we're going to break down this slate right now for you, game by game, position by position. We'll start game by game. Dan, how do you feel about this Atlanta falcons houston Texans game? I know a lot of people are talking about potentially game stacking this game. Are you on the bandwagon? Are you off the bandwagon? How do you feel about this game?
1: Yeah, no, I I feel pretty good about it, and people are on it for a good reason. And I actually kind of touched on it in my uh, recent article I posted this morning on the targets and touches. Uh, The main thing with the Houston Texans, and we know this, it's week five now, is their offensive line has definitely been a problem. Deshaun Watson just hasn't had the time that he needs to throw the football. and But I will say he is a little excessive with hanging on to it. I think he can get it off a little quicker. Uh, but they are facing a Falcons defense that struggled getting to Marcus Mariota last week. And the Titans are at the very bottom of the league in terms of pass protection. They've allowed 18 sacks this year. And the fact that the Falcons weren't able to get to them just kind of bodes well for the Texans in terms of pass protection –
0: so you think it's going to be a neutral effect? So the the problem that Houston had, Atlanta can't really address that with their with their defensive line. So Watson should have a good game. Uh, we all assume here. So now, who are you pairing Watson with? If you're stacking, you just go to D Hop.
1: So the, yeah, the heavy the heaviest correlation that will we will see on Sunday is Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. So automatically, you can always consider that Will Fuller pivot. I know that that one's for you, David Jones. But I do think he is actually a great play this week. He's 4,500 on DraftKings. He's 5.7 on FanDuel. He's super cheap. He has high upside. He's he's having a good year. He's healthy. So he's a big play. I mean, a, a lot of that offense revolves around big plays. If they're not getting the big plays, then it's just not happening for them. But I think they get him this week. I think the, the matchup is just too good against this uh, – Poor Atlanta defense.
0: Yeah, Atlanta's defense has been bad. Uh, just, I got one question for you now. With their wide receiving core, Hopkins is on the field. Fuller's on the field. What happens with Cootie and, and Stills? Is it is Fuller and Hopkins guaranteed on every snap? And then there's a there's a, a question mark between Cootie and Stills, or have we figured that out yet?
1: No, I think I think for the most part. Uh, you know that DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his looks. It's it's pretty clear cut who the one, two, three is. And I know there's a possibility. I haven't I haven't checked the injury report on Kenny Stills, but he was listed questionable last. So if he doesn't go, if you want to make a real deep pivot, I guess you can go to to QT. But I don't I don't want to go that deep in this game. I don't think I need to go to a three or a four when Will Fuller is priced at four point five. You know, it's just... He's cheap enough, yep. Exactly. So that, that, that would give me the satisfaction in terms of pricing, you know, if I want to get away from that Hopkins correlation. So now
0: I've been trying to give Devontae Freeman a shot. I really have. I just, I don't know, something in my gut says, one of these weeks he's going to pop for two or three touchdowns. I want to be there, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, obviously, you can play Matt Ryan and Julio. Are there any other Falcons that you like to play here? Is it Ridley? Is it Hooper? Is it Devontae? Anybody here you like?
1: Yeah, I, like, I also like Calvin Ridley. I think he lines up well in the slot. Uh, that's, that's another position that the Houston Texans have kind of struggled with in coverage. <clears throat> so I like him as a pivot off of Julio because obviously you're going to struggle getting Deshaun Watson Hopkins and then you try and run it back with Julio. They're just too expensive. So I think Calvin Ridley is a good pay down spot down there if you want to run it back with somebody.
0: Yeah. Um, what about Hooper? Do you like Hooper at all versus Texans team?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's in an okay spot. I like him better at home, but he's been, he's having a really, he's really good, good year. Yeah, he's he's, he's really emerging. Good. He's emerging as a top tight end, it looks like to me. So I think he's a great play.
0: Okay. No shares of Devontae. Any, any, no, any dude. I just,
1: uh, I've been getting, uh, I, I, you know had a lot invested in, well not a lot invested in him but I've you know given him a considerable amount of attention the last 3 weeks and he just isn't getting it done there's it's not, not a lot it. of explosiveness so
0: yeah he's not getting those goal line carries either which kind of hinders me from playing him but I'll have a couple shares or two all right let's move into the second game we got the Vikings versus Giants I know a lot of people you know I've been talking about these Vikings there's some problems with Diggs, and you know they're not really passing the ball much. Dalvin Cook is getting pretty much every opportunity, most most of the touches and targets on this team. They should be able to beat up on the Giants. You know, as far as game script goes, this looks like a perfect game for Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna have a ton of shares of Cook. Um, what are you doing about Diggs and Thielen? Is, is it Thielen Day? Is it all this talk from Diggs wanting to be traded, unhappy? that he comes out and they feed him the ball and get him happy again. How do you see this Minnesota side playing out first before we talk about the Giants?
1: Yeah, So I think it all just falls on Kirk Cousins and how he's going to respond and how he's going to come out and play because, unfortunately, he is the passer, so he's going to be the one getting the ball to those guys, and he's the one who struggled the most. Um, <clears throat> completion percentage is down a ton. He's just not having those opportunities, and I don't know if it's a, a offensive Imbalance, maybe they're running the ball a little too much, and he's not able to get into rhythm, Um, but he's just definitely not the quarterback that we saw last year, especially in terms of just raw yardage. They threw a lot more. They talked about it all season, how they were going to commit to the run, commit to the run. Well, here it is. They're committing to the run, and now everybody's pissed off, so— that, that's what happens the, they're, they're feeding cook a lot he's getting a ton of touches he's right up there with christian mccaffrey in terms of touches so um of course it's going to affect your passing game but just the the kirk struggle is killing it but if i if i'm going to get target anybody it's going to be Thielen. i really don't care for stefan Diggs' attitude in this whole situation so i think he's just got a bad taste in his mouth and they already said they aren't going to trade him so yeah i think he's uh I think he's going to try and uh, protest a little bit, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, see, like, football is weird. It's like I always, you know, I was talking to you yesterday, I wish I could get really inside the heads of the coaches and the players because, you know, there is all this chatter right now. And there was chatter last week that Chris Godwin is not going to play. He's questionable. He's not practicing. He's not this. He's not that. And he goes out and just has a monster game. You know, the Giants have a really porous secondary. You know, Diggs is talking trades. It's, in my head, it's almost lining up the same way. Like, oh, he doesn't want to be on a team. He doesn't want to play. And boom, he goes out there Sunday, grabs 150 (coughs) yards, two touchdowns. And everybody's happy, except for all the people who faded him, because (laughs) all the news reports said, don't play him. He's terrible. He's mad. He's upset. He's not getting the ball. Kirk Cousins hasn't thrown for more than 233 yards all season. And then boom. He does it, so I might have a share or two, but the safe play is definitely Cousins to Thielen or the safest play is just run out Dalvin Cook because that's what's worked the first four weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the Giants? Minnesota's defense is really good. I like Minnesota's defense in this matchup against Daniel Jones. No Saquon Barkley. Um, Looks like Golden Tate is back now from his suspension. How does that affect Shepard? How does that affect Ingram? Um, I had Gallman shares last week, but this Vikings defense is really good, or there should be good here. What's your feeling here about Giants? Any
1: of them? No, not really, man. I'm not. I'm not taking a lot of interest. I don't. I don't feel that I want to pay the 7K uh, uh, salary for Daniel Jones on Fanduel. And I think the Gallman, all all of that was just goal line work. It, all his points literally came from mostly touchdowns. So. I'm not going to get to him. I, I I missed on him last week. He was super cheap. I think he's too expensive now. He's 6.3K on FanDuel. I'm not going to get there. I think there's better options. Uh, as far as the Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate goes, uh, I think that Sterling Shepard is going to be the clear-cut wide receiver one no matter what here. Uh, Golden Tate, I, I think it's a wait-and-see kind of thing for me. I want to see how he does coming back. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, if you have to get the Giants, I guess you can go to Evan Ingram. But for the most part, this side's a fade for me.
0: Yeah, I agree there. You know, now we have a game that I'm going to let you run with. I'm not even going to mention it. I'm not going to even talk about it. Um, we know you're a Baltimore guy. You grew up around the area in Baltimore. You love this team. It's an in-division matchup. You've seen this game probably play out, I would say, 50 times already. What's going to go in Baltimore? You know, how is how's is Ravens defense going to recover for what happened to him the last couple of weeks? Um, my other question is, Marquise Brown burned a lot of people. This wide receiving core is a little bit suspect, you know, from the Ravens' side. They haven't really done much outside of Week 1 and these cupcake matchups that they had. Uh, Mark Andrews. And then running back from the Steelers, you know, you saw some, you know, some trickery out of them. You saw a lot of, you know, Wildcats, Samuels, Connor. Juju hasn't had his game yet. Deontay Johnson's kind of breaking out a little bit. I don't know how to play this game, so I'll leave it all in your court. I'm going to take notes while you write it down, and I suggest everybody else do the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, so the Ravens uh, pretty got embarrassed at home last Sunday. I'm sure all of you know by the Cleveland Browns uh, drove 65 yards down the field uh, for a big score, and then Nick Chubb comes back the next the next drive and they scored an 88-yard touchdown run. It was just a it was just a bad game for the Ravens. And all week long, Brandon Williams practiced. And then coming in on Sunday, boom, late scratch. So that just left a gaping hole in the middle of our defense. So this week, it's different. Brandon Williams logged a full full week of practice. He's fully healthy coming in. So we have an anchor in the middle of the defense. So James Conner, forget about it. He had a great game against a shitty defense. Probably one of the worst in the NFL. Good job. He ain't doing that against the Ravens. They have Brandon Williams back in the middle. They have a lot of communication problems, uh, mainly in the secondary. A lot of it's coming from Earl Thomas. I think they're going to get it under control. John Harbaugh and Steve Bishotti, they just don't put up with this. Losing losing football is not a Baltimore thing. We're used to watching winning football. So I think this is a big game for the Ravens. I think they win by double digits. It's going to be a 28-14 game. I love Lamar Jackson. I think they're going to get the communication down on the on the offensive t- side, too. And I had a ton of Marquise Brown last week, so I got burned just with everybody else. But I'm going right back to him. He's coming in at decent ownership again. So I think people still have faith. He's got great speed and he has a great matchup against a, a, a fairly poor Steelers secondary. They brought in Mika Fixpatrick. He's been OK. He hasn't been great. Um, and Mark Andrews, uh, finally logged a full practice on Friday. This is the first full Friday practice he's had since the season started. So that's a great sign with the foot injury he's been dealing with. Uh, you know, he's coming off of a poor week. He did, you know, he had a touchdown, but he didn't get a lot of looks. Um, so I'm going to go back to Mark Andrews this week and I have a bold call for him. I think he's going to have a two touchdown day myself. So Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown top, top options. And then I think you can, uh, have a sneaky play with Mark Ingram. I do think the Steelers do score some points. Uh, the main guy that I'm focused on is Deontay Johnson, and I'm not interested in Juju Smith-Schuster because of the coverage that he's going to draw from Marlon Humphrey. We saw Marlon Humphrey shut down Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is not Odell Beckham Jr., not even close. So Marlon is going to take care of this guy, no problem, one-on-one coverage. Uh, outside of that, I don't like the running game. Uh, James Conner is healthy. Uh I just like the Ravens in this one. Like I said, twenty fourteen Ravens.
0: So who's, 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 who's lining up against Juju? You, you said
1: uh, Marlon Humphrey. And if, if you watch the Browns game, you know that Odell Beckham jr. Had like one reception for three yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not a big Odell guy to begin with,
1: but right. Right. Uh, He's been a little off this year, but I just don't think that, uh, I, th- I, I do think that Marlon Humphrey is a lockdown corner. He's, He's going to be up there in the pro football focus rankings uh, pretty shortly. And I think it is worth noting too, that the Ravens four of the five Ravens offensive linemen all rank in within the top 15 pro football focus. We're talking about one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL last year is now has four of their five guys inside the top 15 and the other guys, uh, number 21, which is Orlando Brown jr. So
0: now if if you say, Hey, Ravens should win by double digits. The first name that pops in my head, outside of maybe Mark Andrews, because I think he's their wide receiver one, even though he's lining up as a tight end, is Mark Ingram. If they're winning by ten, Ingram's had big games this year. Yeah, um, is he fully healthy? Is he ready to go? Can I roll him ready-
1: out? He's ready to go, man. I think it's just more of a a, a play calling issue more than anything, and it's just. Uh, they're, it's really imbalanced, and they they, they find themselves playing catch-up a lot. When you're playing from behind, man, and you, you abandon the I'm run, yeah. it, it just kills it. So, yeah, I think Mark Ingram's a great play. So, if you – this is actually worthy of a three-man stack. I would go Lamar Jackson, pair him with the running back, and then you can go with a Marquise Brown or a Mark Andrews. That way you're getting the full effect of that game script that they get ahead through the pass, and then they burn the clock out with the run. So –
0: yeah, I'm going to have shares of both. I think it's a good call there. Um, last week, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings tempted you and teased you and said, hey, Leonard Fournette is way too cheap. I mentioned him to people. I had a couple of shares, um, but nobody was really loving it, you know. And I'm looking at the price right here, and it looks like the same range. But I do think that, you know, I actually played a lot of Carolina Panthers D. Um, so far this season, and they've been holding up for me. You know, as I, I love Luke Keekly. I think he's one of the best in the game, and the rest of their team is holding up as well on that defensive side. Um, for Net, I was on him last week. I think I fade him this week when he's got a worse matchup and when the bandwagon jumps back on. Um, I don't really like this game from a DFS perspective. I think there's two good defenses here um Kyle Allen probably would struggle Minshew probably struggles for net if I was Carolina that's the first guy I'm going to try to stop yeah they might get some you know points thrown to Westbrook or Shark but not really somebody I really want to target from the back side of things DJ Moore Curtis Samuel I just don't find myself playing them I don't think they're really that strong of a receiving core um with Kyle Allen that doesn't really help much either Vegas got this game, you know, as a 40-point over-under, so it's going to be one of the lower-scoring games here. Christian McCaffrey's the only guy that is playable all day, every day, every week. Just so much volume there. But if there was a game that he might go under his recent production, this
1: might be it. Um, How do you feel about this game? Uh, I mean, pretty much everything that you touched on. Leonard Fournette didn't even make my targets and touches article this week. I just feel like he's a little toughly matched up. The ownership's a little high on him just because of what he did last week, but he did it against the Broncos, who are have been infamously bad this year against the run, so I agree with you. A fade on both sides. Christian McCaffrey is really the only guy you should consider. He had 37 touches last week between the, the run and the pass. So
0: yes, 37 last week?
1: 37 touches.
0: Damn. I knew yeah. it was a lot. I had him in every line. Him and Eckler were locked in every line um, in week four, but 37 touches is, is pretty ridiculous. So if you don't hit value at 37 touches, you know it, it's almost guaranteed value. If you want to get somebody you can lock in for at least 15, 20 points, Christian McCaffrey will get you there. He's he's pretty much 75% of the offense. So yeah,
1: yeah, you, But outside of that, I guess you can <clears throat> you can consider DJ Moore just because of the situation. I don't know if Jalen Ramsey is playing or not, but that's the only guy outside of there that I could kind of had of interest in, but for the most part, just CMC and then uh move on from this game.
0: If Ramsey plays, he's 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 covering more though.
1: Yeah, if if, <clears throat> if Jalen Ramsey plays, then and uh he would draw DJ Moore or DJ Moore would draw him in coverage. But right as of right now, if Jalen Ramsey's out, then he draws Trey Herndon, which is a, a pretty good matchup so but dj moore has let me down plenty of times before so i'm perfectly okay with not not playing him either
0: okay so let's go into a game which you know again we saw a 40 point over under and now we're seeing a 38.5 the bills um almost pulled the upset and took out the patriots um now they're facing the titans who somehow win games i don't even know how they win games because they're not that good in my eyes, but they they win games and somehow they'll probably make the playoffs with like a seven and seven record like they usually do. Um, but tell me about this game. Is Josh Allen clear to play at this point? Where is he at with his concussion protocol? Do you know?
1: So Coach Feach tells me that he's going to play. Just based on what I said, Sean McDermott was really just hinting at the fact that he, he absolutely wants him to play. They want to get this win going into their bye week. Um so i think josh allen is a go and i actually think he's a good play this week man he's like this team is getting no interest at all and it, it's nuts so, so i think josh allen and john brown is is a decent spot i know they're playing in tennessee and tennessee's de- defense is okay but we watched jacksonville get get plenty of work done on them in prime time and uh if jacksonville and gardner Minshew can. uh can do some damage. I'm pretty sure the Buffalo Bills can do some damage. I think this is the probably will be the most overlooked team this week.
0: Yeah, I love Josh Allen. I love the fact that he runs. He's a gamer. He he finds ways to get points. My only problem with playing Josh Allen is deciding which one of these weak wide receivers to to pair him up with. There's nobody that's really good there. They're all coin flips. I find myself playing Josh Allen more naked by himself yeah. than I do trying to pair him with one of these guys. So, you know, maybe John Brown is the guy this week. Anybody on the backside? I like the Buffalo Bills defense a lot. I do um, too. I don't really – not this week. You know, I, I just like them in general. Um, they're probably good this week as well, but I don't really like Tennessee's offense, and I like Buffalo's defense. Is there any play on the Tennessee side that you can see yourself rolling out? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm not going to, but I'll mention Derrick Henry. But outside of him, no.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. They're tempting you with this price tag on uh, Mariota at 4.9. You get a starting quarterback every week, but you saw what happened to Brady last week. If Brady can't score points against the Bills, I highly doubt Mariota does, unless somehow one way he breaks like a 90-yard run or something crazy like that. He probably won't have consistent numbers against his Bills defense, so pretty much a fade. Um, Do you have any shares of Bills defense or Titans defense here?
1: no I I'm really leaning heavily on the Patriots defense man I just think they're gonna they're gonna destroy Washington
0: <laughs> yeah we'll get to that soon um let's go to the Bears though another defense that I think is you know the second best defense on the board here you got the Bears versus the Raiders they're playing this game in London I believe so you know it's a little bit of a difference uh, for both teams um, you got the the Bears coming in with Chase Daniels They're looking like they're about four point favorites here, five point favorites, depending on where you're looking. I don't know, man. It's for me, it's the Bears defense, and that's about it. You know, I don't really have so much faith in Chase Daniel. Maybe, you know, try an Allen Robinson share. Anybody you're looking at in this game?
1: Uh, outside of the defense, not really. I know a lot of people are really kind of interested in David Montgomery. I like what I see as a runner because that's who that's his identity. Some people were complaining about his, his chopping, like feet chopping, and not, that, but that's what he does. He's an elusive running back. Um, so I like him, but they just the Chicago offensive line is just really not getting getting it done for them. Um, and with Chase Daniel a quarterback, I think he's going to favor Cohen more. I think they're going to put him back there more so that he has a relief a relief throw he can just dump it off to Cohen and he can do his thing if need be. So, really not getting a lot of interest on that side and uh certainly not on the Oakland side either.
0: Any Allen Robinson shares at all? No.
1: Possible. Yeah, man. I just I, I do like the low ownership with him and Chase Daniel looked pretty pretty good the other night against a solid Vikings defense. So, Allen Robinson does have a pretty decent matchup this week, and it is the Oakland Oakland secondary. They've been shaky at best this season. So I think he's a nice low-owned play at a decent price if you want to yeah, go I agree that direction.
0: Too. Uh, I agree, too. And these London games kind of, you know, you don't really know what to expect with all the travel and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, here's a game that, you know, maybe a year ago – or two years ago, this game probably would have had a 50 over-under if Breeze was playing and the Buccaneers' defense um, or Saints' defense was as bad as it used to be. But these two defenses kind of became sneaky good. Um, Buccaneers' defense, from all the reports that I see and I hear, um, they have one of the better run defenses in the league. Um, their goal is probably going to be to shut down Alvin Kamara. Kamara hasn't really had a any- any breakout games, he had one great game. And outside of that, he's been kind of, you know, struggling with Bridgewater and the rest of his team. My favorite play from this game is going to be Michael Thomas um, against his Bucks defense. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to jump on this bandwagon of Winston to Evans or Godwin. Um, how do you see this game, you know, playing out? The Buccaneers has been, you know, this has been competitive games when they've been, you know, ringing off. Um, how do you see this game playing out?
1: So on the Tampa Bay side, I know, yeah, everybody's going nuts about Jameis Winston, and naturally, ownership's going to be a little higher this week because of what happened last week. Uh, but outside of Evans and Godwin just running them as a one-off, I don't, I don't want to roster Jameis Winston as a quarterback. Although the Saints' secondary has been pretty crappy between P.J. Williams. And their second-year guy that they drafted—they just don't look that good. So I think you can roll out either one of Evans and Godwin, but I, I'm not going to pair them up with Winston myself. Uh, as far as the Saints side, um, I did list—I uh, ended up taking Alvin Kamara out, so I took Alvin Kamara out of the out of the report. I think there are guys that are priced right around the same as him who are in better spots. So I'd rather just pay for them instead. Uh, if you want to go to Michael Thomas, you can. He's drawing a little bit more ownership than I would care for. Considering who his quarterback is. If it was Drew Brees, absolutely I'd lock him in. But I'm a little hesitant with the Michael Thomas play. Just I think he's a little overpriced considering uh, who's throwing to him.
0: Yeah, you know, I like Thomas. I think Jared Cook potentially could be sneaky because the you know, Bridgewater has not really been targeting many people outside of Michael Thomas. I think Jared Cook has a very sneaky deep GBP play. He can find a way in the end zone, maybe get you five receptions, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown, and that could be enough at his price tag. So I kind of like Jared Cook as a deep, deep, sneaky, you know, million-maker tight end, you know, for right. a cheap price. I don't, I don't mind that play. Um, let's keep it going, though. Let's, let's talk about the Patriots versus Redskins here. Uh, we got a lot more games to go about. So for me, Patriots defense, when I look up their stats, man – I was astonished by the production they're getting. All hawking, turnovers, sacks, touchdowns. They're averaging over 20 FanDuel points a game. And I wrote them up, and I'm kind of scared to say it, but I think they put up 20 again. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you fade it for ownership. I never really faded a defense for ownership, but that's the only reason why you fade the Patriots D here. Um, I'm not going to talk about any of the Redskins. I'm not going to let you talk about any of the Redskins either. (laughs) it's it's Patriots D and maybe Edelman maybe Edelman. that's Josh it. Gordon. It, that for me it's Patriots D and Edelman anything else you want to add
1: No man that that you hit it right on the head the, the offense they just they distribute the ball so much like they split it between the running backs fairly even uh their Edelman is not the, having the same year that he had previous years uh gordon's been okay he's been efficient i just think that they spread the ball around a lot i think i like dorsett as a cheap pump play um so i'm willing to go there we'll see what happens with edelman he is questionable but more than likely he will play uh and then of course yeah patriots defense man i'm i'm locking them in this week i just they've been insane this team is like prime for the super bowl
0: Yep. um so here we go. game that I do like a lot, Arizona versus Cincy. These are two really bad defenses all around the board. Uh, pretty much with Larry Fitzgerald and, you know, being pretty much the only option in his wide receiver core, I really like Fitzgerald this week. He's, he's too cheap. I haven't really rostered David Johnson, but I think this is a week to roster David Johnson. I like Kyler Murray here, and I also like Tyler Boyd and, you know, Auden Tate with the John Ross going down and Kirk going down. There's, there's more targets to go around to these wide receivers, and we know where it's going to. It's Boyd and Tate and Fitzgerald, and let's not forget uh, Tyler Eifert. You know, Arizona, for whatever reason, I don't know how every DFS player knows it, but their coaching staff doesn't know it. They can't cover tight ends, so Tyler Eifert should be somewhat chalk at his price, and I'm going to load up on him. He's too cheap. Um, Tyler Boyd, I'll, I'll have a lot of shares. Auden Tate, too cheap. This is a game to get all your value from, in my eyes. And mm-hmm. the only guy I would pay up potentially for is some David Johnson shares. Because I think, you know, with no wide receiver two or three on this team right now, uh, David Johnson should get more looks. How do you feel about it?
1: I'm pretty much on board with you across the board. Uh, the, the receiver that's going to get the bump in targets with, uh, without Christian Kirk would be Keyshawn Johnson. And I think he's an excellent play. He's super, super cheap. So I do like him as a punt. Uh, he's coming See, in again, like really.
0: You, a little bit there. I, I couldn't hear you. I'm not sure if the listeners could. Who was it?
1: Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. Keyshawn. Yeah, not the not the Dallas Cowboy defender. No, he's... no, 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 <laughs> no So yeah, he's a he's a young wide receiver for the Cardinals. Uh, he'll get more looks. He's had a decent share of them. I actually wrote him up in my targets and touches article. So why don't you go read that and you'll get an idea of what his numbers are. Um, outside of that, I think. I keep putting some stock into Joe Mixon and I like, I want to believe that he's going to have a great game. They get another matchup here against the Cardinals who are allowing almost 150 yards on the game or 150 yards per game on the ground against running backs. So I think Joe Mixon is to be considered as well to run it back with. Um, It just depends on where you think the game script is going to go. Do you think the Bengals are going to be playing from ahead or behind? Uh, I personally think they're going to be playing from ahead. They got embarrassed last week. So, I think they're going to feed Joe Mixon. They're going to try to establish a run. I'm going to stick with that narrative. So, I do like him a lot as well.
0: That uh, makes sense, you know, because a lot of people are going to be on the receiving core in Eifert. So, if you can get Mixon at low ownership and Vegas has the Bengals winning, it makes a lot of sense. Um, here's another game, which I don't think we need to talk about too much It's the Eagles defense, um, another good defense versus the Jets and their putrid offense. I'm not playing anybody on the Jets. Um, I don't care if. Le'Veon Bell gets all the, you know, the targets here. I'm staying away here. On the Eagles side, you know, maybe some Jordan Howard, but maybe some Zach Ertz. I just don't see them. You know, there's too many running backs here to deal with between Howard and Sanders and Sproles, and they're getting a little bit healthy on the wide receiver core, and they have Ertz. I just think they're going to be up big in the game. Sell me on somebody in this game outside of Eagles defense.
1: Um, I think you could give Alshon Jeffrey a look. I think he comes in in a a pretty good spot at a reasonable price, Uh, more so on DraftKings. He's 5.9K, so he's like a mid-range guy uh, if you're able to afford that. Um, Zach Ertz is okay. We know he's going to get a ton of looks, uh, but he would draw Jamal Adams in coverage, and that is a pretty tough matchup. He's definitely one of the top safeties in the league, uh, but he does have a decent size advantage as Big Ertz. So outside of the defense, yeah, I would I would go with one of the receivers or or uh, Zach Ertz, and particularly Jeffrey.
0: Any love for any of these um, running backs? Jordan Howard, no, I just
1: I think that Jordan Howard game was a fluke, uh, and, and not to mention that the Jets have a pretty damn good run defense. Uh, all things considered, even how bad they are, they do have a good run defense. So uh, the timeshare is unappealing, so I'm going to fade the run game for the Eagles.
0: Okay, um, Chargers versus Broncos. We got two games in this late slate. Um, these four o'clock games. I've been playing Eckler all year. It looks like they're gonna try to work Gordon back in here. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams in play here. I haven't been playing too many Broncos. Do you like anybody from the Broncos side, or is it just Eckler? How are you dealing with this? The narrative of you know, coach talk. Is Gordon playing? What are you looking at here?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that there are a couple pieces of this of this Denver offense that you can consider who could be great plays on this slate, and one of them being Philip Lindsay. Uh, the Chargers are missing Melvin Ingram this week. He is one of the top <clears throat> one of the top rush stoppers on that defense, and without him, it just it changes everything <clears throat> because of the way their defensive line is set up. They're more pass rushers, excuse me. Um, they're more pass rushers so they're not they're naturally not good at defending the run so i think that puts philip lindsay in a great spot and joe flacco has actually been pretty efficient they've just been hard in the red zone so with the weakness in the running game that should enable the Broncos to move the ball a little bit more fluently. And if they could get in a red zone, I think that's a great spot for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who no matter what is always going to come in at low ownership because of his quarterback. People automatically assume that Joe Flacco is terrible. Well, if you look up Joe Flacco's number, he's actually having a pretty decent season. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to consider to play him, but I do like the pieces that are around him.
0: So maybe some Sanders, maybe some Sutton shares, and maybe some Lindsey shares. Running back on the Chargers side, anybody you like here?
1: Uh man, I just I don't like this time split. I think the situation's a little awkward. Eckler did come down at a decent a decent clip. 7.2 on FanDuel. So I think you can you can still consider him. I think that he'll still be the favored guy in that matchup. But the Broncos are just so bad against running backs right now. It's it's hard to really get away from this game. So I think I think if I have to, I'll go Eckler, but If I'm playing big GPPs, I'm going to give Melvin Gordon some looks because he's going to draw those goal line situations deep into the red zone. He's the guy they'll look to to pound the ball in the end zone. So Melvin Gordon definitely can come in and vulture some touchdowns.
0: Yeah, so you got to be careful about that. All right, last game in the slate, Green Bay Packers, Cowboys. What looks like to me, two good offenses, two good defenses. Does good offense beat good defense? You know, we're missing – um, Devontae Adams on the Packers side of things it looks like so you know how do you see this game playing out is this Zeke week is this Amari Cooper Michael no. Gallup is, is back here what are you seeing here I'm
1: seeing a big running day for the Cowboys. I think they're they're going to give it to Zeke. I think he's going to I think he's going to run it down their throats. The Green Bay Packers have shown just how bad they are against the run. They're allowing over 140 yards on the ground per game after starting out that week one. They they kind of fooled everybody, including myself. Uh, but I think we're seeing who they really are. They cannot defend the run. They're pretty decent against the pass, so I think that kind of takes away from guys like Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. No, I don't think the Cowboys are going to run it 65 times, but so if, if you want to go to a receiver, you can go to Amari Cooper. I'm not really interested in Dak Prescott, but I probably should be just considering the nature of this game. And historically, it's a high-scoring game. So if you want to go Dak, the way I would approach it, if you're going to run Dak Prescott, you can't run Zeke. You run Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. If you like Zeke, you can run Zeke naked. That's the way I'm going to go about it. I just don't think is there's going to be enough volume to go around to, to satisfy high fantasy scores for all three of those guys.
0: So now with the Packers offense without um, Devontae Adams in line, you have Aaron Jones, nobody really backing him up here. You got MVS, Allison, Jimmy Graham, any shares here. It looks like the Packers should be playing from behind. They're in a dome. You got Aaron Rodgers. Where are you going here with Rodgers.
1: I, I, I just can't pay for him. <laughs> I just can't pay. I think he's a little overpriced. Just I mean he's, he puts up raw yards and stuff, but this is a tough matchup for them, and they're just missing so much. I mean,
0: he's about this on DraftKings, though. That's like yeah,
1: yeah. He's DraftKings on
0: DraftKings, you know.
1: DraftKings is fine, but I'd rather pay five hundred more for Lamar Jackson on FanDuel, who's got way more upside with the running capability. So. Not on FanDuel. I don't like Aaron Rodgers as much. I do. On DK, he's fine. And if you're going to pair him up with anybody, you get a Valdez escallie, and he kind of looked pretty crappy. Uh, and it looks like Jimmy Graham's been getting a little more look, so I think he's a okay pump play if you want to go there.
0: And no Geronimo for you?
1: No. No, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away from the Green Bay side, personally.
0: Okay. So um, that's pretty much the slate right there, man. We went through every game. We gave you all the plays that were like, the games that we're targeting. Um, let's just finish it off, Dan. One quick thing. Um, who's your, your, your top stack that you're thinking going to be on the Million Maker lineup?
1: Million Maker top stack. Let's, uh, let me make this an interesting one just to throw everyone off a little bit. Let's see. I'm going to uh, go with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: So who do you got? Who,
1: what's the stack? I think the stack is going to be uh, Dalton, Mixon, Boyd.
0: Dalton, Mixon, Boyd. Okay. You're going running back, quarterback, wide receiver one. Um, I think if we're going to go chalk, we probably go to that Houston-Atlanta game. I'll try to come off that and go a little bit sneaky here. Let's see what I like. Let's see what I like. Um, no, no. All right, let let's let's stay in that game. I'm gonna go with a Kyler Murray, um Larry Fitzgerald running it back with Tyler Boyd. So I'm gonna go Kyler Fitz Boyd um in my Millie Maker stack. I think Murray's gonna have a good game here. Um I just gotta check this weather. You know, I don't know how bad the weather is. If the weather is rainy and sloppy, I give a bump up to David Johnson and Joe Mixon, but yeah, I don't want a sloppy game. I, I prefer good weather here for a shootout, not sloppiness, rain, and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, if the, the slop is in,
1: you know, if the, slop the is game. in, sorry, if the slop is in, you play the running backs. Yeah, exactly. We just Pulls come that.
0: off the quarterbacks, we lock in these running backs. Um, but that's it. You know, it was a good show. We're gonna follow it up with a live stream on Sunday. We got a serious satellite radio show tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern to 1 a.m. Eastern. Please message us on Twitter, WinDailyDFS. Ask us questions. We'll answer it live on air on Sirius uh, later on tonight. Dan, it's been a pleasure. Let's have a good week five and make some money, brother.
1: All right, guys. Have a great night. Good luck. We're definitely going to make some money this weekend.
0: Later, man.